Friday, February 4th, 2022. Welcome to episode 85 of the Avidity Fitness Podcast. We are officially a full month into the new year. I'm feeling great, strong, and motivated. I hope you are all feeling good and healthy as well. Make sure you are focusing on the lifestyle support columns so that you can make 2022 your best year yet. These support columns will help you stay on track as you navigate your fitness and wellness journey. As you may know, the first and maybe most important column is mindfulness, the basic human ability to be fully present, aware of where we are and what we're doing, and not overly reactive or overwhelmed by what's going on around us. Often overlooked as a health practice, mindfulness is an amazing tool to keep your mentality in check while dealing with your physical training and life stress. Oftentimes, our mind takes flight. We lose touch with our body, and soon we're engrossed in obsessive thoughts about something that just happened or worrying about the future, and that makes us anxious, which distracts us from our goals and mission. Today, we're going to talk about the life of the late Vietnamese Buddhist monk named Thich Nhat Hanh, a prolific author, poet, and teacher known as the father of mindfulness. Thich Nhat Hanh has been a pioneer bringing mindfulness to the West since the early 1970s, developing new ways to apply ancient wisdom to the challenges of modern life. Join the Fit Fam for free today. Visit avidityfit.com and sign up to become a member of our community. It's a great way to build healthier habits, surround yourself with healthy content and positive like-minded people. Check out the shop on the website while you're there and grab some t-shirts and hoodies to represent the brand. We just released a new t-shirt design called the University Tee. Super sleek with the avidity arching across the chest. Tremendous. I can hardly wait for mine to come in the mail. Use code podcast at checkout to save 10%. The Avidity Fitness Podcast. Thich Nhat Hanh was born in Hue, Vietnam on October 11, 1926, and given the name Nguyen Dinh Lang, which was later changed to Nguyen Zon Bao. He joined a Zen monastery at 16 and studied Buddhism there as a novice. Upon his ordination in 1949, he assumed the Dharma name Thich Nhat Hanh. Thich is an honorary family name used by Vietnamese monks and nuns. To his followers, he was known as Thay, or teacher. In the early 1960s, he founded Youth for Social Services, a grassroots relief organization in what was then South Vietnam. It rebuilt bombed villages, set up schools, established medical centers, and reunited families left homeless by the war. Thich Nhat Hanh began writing and speaking out against the war, and in 1964 published a poem called Condemnation in a Buddhist weekly. It reads in part, quote, Whoever is listening, be my witness. I cannot accept this war. I never could, I never will. I must say this is, 
a thousand times before I am killed. I am like the bird who dies for the sake of its mate, dripping blood from its broken beak and crying out, Beware, turn around and face your real enemies. Ambition, violence, hatred, and greed. Unquote. The poem earned him the label anti-war poet, and he was denounced as a pro-communist propagandist. Thich Nhat Hanh took up residence in France when the South Vietnamese government denied him permission to return from abroad after signing after the signing of the Paris Peace Accords in 1973. He was unable to return to Vietnam until 2005 when the communist government allowed him to teach, practice, and travel throughout the country. His anti-war activism continued and in a talk in Hanoi in 2008, he said the Iraq war had resulted from fear and misunderstanding in which violence fed on itself. Quote, we know very well that airplanes, guns, and bombs cannot remove wrong perceptions. Only loving speech and compassionate listening can help people correct wrong perceptions. But our leaders are not trained in that discipline, and they rely only on the armed forces to remove terrorism. Unquote. In 2013, on one of his many visits to, to the centers of influence in the West, he spoke at Google's headquarters in Silicon Valley, bringing his message of quiet contemplation to the forefront of the high-energy digital age. Quote, We have the feeling that we are overwhelmed by information. We don't need that much information, he told assembly workers. Assembled workers, not assembly workers. And he said, Do not try to find the solution with your thinking mind. Non-thinking is the secret of success. And that is why the time when we are not working, that time can be very productive if we know how to focus on the moment. His connection with the United States began in the early 1960s when he studied at Princeton Theological Seminary in New Jersey and later lectured at Cornell and Columbia. He influenced the American peace movement, urging the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. to oppose the Vietnam War. Traveling widely on speaking tours in the United States and Europe, he was fluent in English and French. Thich Nhat Hanh was a major influence on Western practices of Buddhism, urging the embrace of mindfulness, which his website describes as the energy of being aware and awake to the present moment. His following grew as he established dozens of monasteries and practice centers around the world. The original Plum Village near Bordeaux in southwest France is the largest of his monasteries and receives visits from thousands of people a year. In his book, Peace is Every Step, The Path of Mindfulness in Everyday Life, he wrote, If we are not fully ourselves, truly in the present moment, we miss everything. And for me, I believe that that is 100% true. Um, if you... If you've ever been passionate about something and you were doing that thing, let's say gymnastics is what you're passionate about and you're going through the motions of your routine and everything starts to feel like it's connected and it's almost 
like you're in this zone like you're in you're not thinking about what you're doing like obviously you're you are thinking but it feels almost effortless the thinking that you're doing you're not thinking that you're thinking of the next twist or the next flip that you're about to do right it's almost like it's coming naturally to you and um it's like a flow state and i i think that that's what mindfulness is it's it's practicing uh it's 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 the practice of being here now and just being involved in what you're doing in the task at hand um and when we're not when we're not present in that moment like he's saying like if the gymnast isn't there flowing through what they're flowing through and they're worried about uh maybe they didn't train hard enough or maybe they're worried about something in their personal life that's stressing them out it could get them hurt you know it could it could mess them up it could throw them off the routine and i think that that's applicable that's that's how mindfulness can be applied to something like a task or a sport and just that quote it's in itself if we are not fully ourselves truly in the present moment we miss everything there's so many subtleties to the truth in that when you're you're speaking to a friend and you're all caught up in your own personal issues for whatever reason whatever the issue might be you might miss part of the entire conversation you might miss the point that they were making to you or maybe they're trying to express issues that they're having but it's almost like you heard it but you really didn't hear it because you're distracted by your own thoughts you're not even connecting with this human being that you're conversing with and mindfulness for me in my life has definitely helped me sort through a lot of my insecurities and um my my self-image you know I, I think when I first learned of mindfulness and started practicing meditation um I really struggled with my past the person that I used to be and obviously I'm still coach Jason I'm still well I guess that's the new that's the new me right I'm coach Jason I, I wasn't coach Jason before uh growing up and, and in my early adulthood I, I really struggled with finding my footing in this life and finding my purpose and I made a lot of mistakes I did stupid things that I regret and that all of that used to kind of weigh on my mind all throughout the day every day and I didn't realize it until I started meditating more often and practicing mindfulness and I could kind of shift through those those negative thoughts and I could start highlighting like the good that I'm doing in my life every day now and that helped that helped me focus on things that made me feel happier and healthier and it bleeds out into the people around me as well it it helps my relationship with my girlfriend and it helps me be a better leader for my little sisters and stuff like that and it helped me realize that this is what I wanted to do not necessarily the podcast Um, but helping other people find their path to better health and um, fitness and physical training and and learning how to incorporate all of these things into their life to to feel healthier so that they can do the same things in their life that I did. You know, just like 
I used to have these things that weighed on my mind so heavily that it would it would hinder uh, my decision making throughout the day. Uh, now I have a better understanding of what I should be doing, and I'm not perfect. I'm I'm not a monk. I'm not a Buddhist monk. You know, I'm I'm not really religious at all, but I find I find the beauty in other people's perspectives, and I think Thich Nhat Hanh, you know, has a beautiful perspective on life. It's obviously not conducive for everybody. We're not all the same, and I'm no military hater. I'm not against all the wars. Uh, I do wish that we could live in peace, but there's evil in this world, and I understand that. There's people that are the opposite of Thich Nhat Hanh that want to come and take everything that you own, and they don't care if you want to be peaceful about it or not. So that understanding makes me appreciate the military, and it makes me appreciate hard-minded people that can go and combat that evil. But with that being said, we need people like Thich Nhat Hanh that are preaching peace, that are preaching uh, this mindset because it takes that it takes a special perspective to help us learn a practice like mindfulness. So anyway, enough about me. I'm I'm kind of rambling. I wanted to read some of what his thoughts of mindfulness are off of his Plum Village website. So it says, mindfulness is a kind of energy that we generate when we bring our mind back to our body and get in touch with what is going on in the present moment within us and around us. We become aware of our breathing and come home to our body, fully present for ourselves and whatever we are doing. The energy of mindfulness helps us touch life deeply throughout the day, whether we're brushing our teeth, washing dishes, walking to work, eating a meal, or driving the car. We can be mindful while standing, walking, or lying down, while speaking, listening, working, playing, and cooking. Mindfulness is not hard work. It's very pleasant and relaxing, and we don't need extra time to do it. There's an art to finding creative ways to generate the energy of mindfulness, peace, and happiness in everyday life. And when we practice mindfulness together with others in community, as we do in Plum Village, we generate a powerful collective energy that can help bring healing and transformation to ourselves and the world. So let's just read through mindful breathing real quick. Mindful breathing. Mindfulness is always mindfulness of something. In Plum Village, mindfulness practice begins with our mindfulness of our breath and our steps. It is very simple, but very deep. As we breathe in, we simply become aware that we are breathing in. And as we breathe out, we become aware that we are breathing out. It can be very relaxing and pleasant to follow our breathing flow naturally in and out of our body. We may choose follow we may choose to follow our breathing at our belly or at our nostrils. As the air enters our body, we can feel it refreshing every cell. And as the air leaves our body, we can gently relax any tension we find. Following, following our in-breath and out-breath brings us back to the present moment. We arrive in our body in the here and the now. Our breathing is a stable, solid ground that is always there for us to take refuge in. Whenever we are carried away by regret about something that has happened or swept away in our fear, fears or anxiety in the future, 
we can return to our breathing and reestablish ourselves in the present moment. We don't need to control the breath in any way. We simply encounter it, just as it is. It may be long or short, deep or shallow. With the gentle energy of mindfulness, it will naturally become slower and deeper. So that just gives you an idea of how he approaches mindfulness and what he thinks about it and, and how you can how you can literally apply it to almost anything that you're doing in your daily life. And as I said before, I don't want to ramble too much more about my personal experiences, but everybody's going to experience it differently. Obviously, we're all different people. But you may be asking me, Coach, what what does mindfulness have to do with fitney? <laughs> fitney. What does mindfulness have to do with fitness and avidity fitness? Um, see, that's what happened. I was I was trying to say avidity fitness, but it came out like fitney. So. So, coach, what? How does mindfulness correlate with avidity fitness and what you're trying to do here? Well, at avidity fitness, we want to empower people to become the best versions of themselves. Okay, some people have plenty of routines and modalities that help them do that now, and they don't need my help. But some people are struggling to find themselves. Some people are struggling to find their happiness and and they want to get healthier, they want to get stronger, they want to lose weight, all these things, okay, so mindfulness directly plugs in to your daily life, it's the first column of the lifestyle support columns, it's everything that is going to, it's everything that's going to make your attitude, your decision making, all of that for your day-to-day life. So if you can incorporate mindfulness into your lifestyle, you will be giving yourself a powerful tool to decide what's best for you. Okay, inside of mindfulness, inside that column lies three more, three levels to the column, okay? So there's self-talk, confidence, and ego check. When you... When you have these things locked down, if you're you're talking to yourself in a powerful way, you're being realistic, you're being aware of how you're treating other people, you're being aware of how you're thinking about yourself, then that helps your confidence because it helps you be a better person to the people around you. It helps you be a better person to your own self. And when you're being a good person to other people, when you're treating yourself like a good person, you leave yourself no choice but to have higher confidence. And then the ego check. If you start getting higher confidence, your ego will inflate a little bit. And that's fine. Ego can be a powerful thing if you keep it in check. So as your confidence rises, as you talk to yourself more powerfully, as you treat people better, and you see yourself as a better person, your ego gets a little bigger, and you just make sure you, you, you're you not above anybody. No matter how strong you are, no matter how skinny you are, no matter how athletic you are, no matter how confident you are, you are not better than anybody. We're all humans. We're all the same. We're on all on the same level, and we should all be trying to help each other. So if you can practice mindfulness and you can keep these things in check, your self-talk, your confidence, and your ego, then 
everything else will fall into place. It kind of sounds like woo-woo magic, like like hippie stuff at first. If you've never um, tried to practice mindfulness, if you've never looked into it, you never tried to meditate before, it can all sound like hippy-dippy stuff. But I promise you, it will help you lock down every other area of your life. And like I said, I'm not a monk. Um, I don't meditate every single day. I should because it, all it takes is a couple minutes. Five minutes can help you. But I do practice mindfulness constantly. Every second of the day, I'm trying to to practice mindfulness. And I'm not always consciously doing it, but I, I've been practicing it long enough that subconsciously I am. And I lose my temper. I lose my cool. You know, I'm I'm a human being just like everybody else. But in large part, throughout my life, the past... I don't know, five years for sure. It's it's been a real peaceful existence. I am a savage with my workouts. I wake up very early and I punish my body and I induce self-suffering every day to find inspiration and happiness. And... I work a lot of hours at my day job and I do the podcast, all these things that could be considered extra stress. I always have something going on. I'm a very busy person. I'm busy minded, all these things. And all of this used to be anxiety and depression and low self-confidence. That's how it all manifested. All this energy that that I have a place for now I had no place for it. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to try. And I felt like I was stupid. I felt real down on myself. Uh, I was in shape, but physically, but mentally, I don't think I was. Now, fast forward five years after practicing mindfulness and checking my ego and letting my confidence build up and and navigating this life and trying to to be a better person for the people around me, you know, I've really found this peace throughout my day, every day. I know that what I'm doing is for a good cause. That's the intention. That's the intention. At my day job, what I do, it, I help the environment. It's, it's, you know, I help protect the environment. I don't, not to go into too much details, but... Uh, I'm definitely helping communities and stuff. Uh, and then this Avidity Fitness, this project here, this brand, this lifestyle, this community is all for helping other people find their path to more peace. And I know that that was like a really choppy way to get my thoughts across because I didn't write it out. Some Usually when I try to get a point like this across, I, I, I write it out so I can get it nice and crisp. But this was just off the dome trying to explain how mindfulness correlates with fitness. It, it really, it locks down your mentality and that is what will go hand in hand with the physical training and stuff. Is when the mentality is in a place where you can stay consistent and you know what you're doing and why you're doing it and you don't let your ego run away. All these things, it's... Mindfulness is the key to everything, I think. And Thich Nhat Hanh, um, 
rest his soul, he passed away. I don't know if we, I don't think I got that across, but he passed away just recently, last week, I believe. Um, unfortunately, uh, he, he died of old age. I, I'm not exactly sure what exactly it was. I know his, his health was declining the last like 10 years or so. Um, I'm trying to see right here if I can find how he passed. I think it was just old age, you know. He lived a long life, a very accomplished life. He touched a lot of people's heart and soul. Um, you know, he held he held his ground on his beliefs, which is admirable, and I respect it. Um, yeah, and it's just unfortunate that uh, I get, sometimes I get introduced to people like this. Like, I had heard of him before, but I never really looked into him. He was, by the way, he was 95 at, at the time of his passing, so he lived a long life beautiful life it seems but sometimes it um it takes a death for me to really get somebody on my radar I guess or or my interest because I don't follow anything I don't watch the news really I don't really I'm really very very picky about the information that I intake so uh sometimes I'm not really all that aware of of what's going on until you know somebody passes or something so like I, I had heard of Thich Nhat Hanh but uh, I hadn't really looked into any of his work I didn't know he was the father of mindfulness until he passed so that's what I'm saying is unfortunate I didn't even I didn't even give him his due diligence uh, while he was alive I guess you know I was incorporating what he brought to the western world into my everyday life to help me learn and um uh, navigate my my everyday life and be happier and healthier you know so I was using what he was teaching and didn't even know that that's what he was teaching so uh shout out Thich Nhat Hanh man um we we definitely need perspectives like what you brought to us and I'm so glad that mindfulness is starting to become more popular and uh more accepted worldwide and especially in the western world and we'll be we'll be doing some book reviews on uh, some of Thich Nhat Hanh's work. I went and found a couple books that I think are really interesting looking, and uh, um, I haven't ordered them yet, but I got them saved to my wish list, and I'll get them ordered soon. One is called Anger: Wisdom for Cooling the Flames. I would love to do a book review on that because. Anger is really unhealthy. It's a thing that we all feel, but it can really destroy your mind and it can destroy relationships and uh, it's just not a good thing when, when you don't know how to control it. So that would be an awesome book to cover. And of course, his piece is Every Step, The Path of Mindfulness and Everyday Life. I would love to cover that book on here. So be on the lookout for that. I know I've talked about it before, but I want to start doing more and more book reviews. I've done a few in the past, but I got I have a stack of books to read every single year and I'm I'm starting to buy more fitness and exercise, lifestyle, health, like those types of books. I'm trying to get more of those and there's a there's I got a couple in the pipeline right now that I'll be reading soon and we'll be we'll be covering, so be on the lookout for all of that. And uh if you don't practice mindfulness, Look it up in in 
see how you can incorporate that into your daily life. I mean, Thich Nhat Hanh says it can be in any activity that you're doing, eating, driving, sleeping. Well, I guess not sleeping because you're like unconscious. But uh, yeah, anything you're doing, just be mindful of what you're doing. Be mindful and be grateful of, of what you have and the abilities that you have. What's up, Fit Fam? Thank you for listening to another episode of the Avidity Fitness Podcast. If you dig the episode, please share it. Share it to your Instagram stories, your Facebook feed. Send it directly to your friends, family, coworkers, anybody that you know that is trying to build stronger, healthier habits in their day-to-day life. If you would like to support the brand, the podcast, the community, visit avidityfit.com shop. We have hoodies there, a new university t-shirt that's the name of it it's a new design it's awesome uh we have other t-shirts there beanies all that stuff and make sure you sign up to become a fit fam community member while you're there it's 100 free you just got to put in your login information and all that stuff and surround yourself with like-minded people and positive strong healthy content another way you could become a show supporter is visiting anchor.fm slash support slash avidity fitness Uh, You can become a show supporter for as little as 99 cents per month. Anything helps. Um, If you want to do $5 per month, that'd be cool with me too. I'm not complaining. Um, And also right now, uh, the personal training options are closed. So you can check out the options and go see what we offer. But the sign up is uh, it's closed off right now. Um, the slots are filled so as soon as we have room to expand or something changes um, until then um, all I can offer is like online wisdom if you have questions or anything like that you can message me and I'll get back with you uh, and I'll try to help you out however I can but as far as custom programming that is closed down as of right now Hopefully we can expand here soon and we can take on more clients. But right now it's closed down. But still grab you a hoodie, grab you a T-shirt, all those things. Get you some merch. Let's represent. Let's go, guys. I'll be back next week. I love you all. Ho, ho.